Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Here's Alexis Sanchez. What a finish. Walcott's going to go through and score. Into the middle. Giroud is two. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 4th of April 2016. I'm Russell Hargreaves. On this week's show, we hear from the boss and his continued push for academy talent. Tom Watts stops by to remember a magic moment from the Invincible season. And Adrian Clark is here to preview a huge London derby against West Ham. But first, we're kicking off with a weekend review. Arsenal welcomed Watford to the Emirates for the second time in four weeks on Saturday, looking to avenge the loss to the Hornets in the FA Cup sixth round. And they got off to the perfect start with a little over four minutes on the clock. Abdi will look to knock it long, but it's Cochran who's there once again. Now it's with a will be over on that left-hand side. Edge of the area, kills it inside the box. Alexis is header, great save. The follow-up and the Chilean goes in. Four minutes old and Arsenal have the advantage here. It was a welcome goal for the Chilean, who'd been without a Barclays Premier League strike since October. Arsenal were a threat every time they went forward, and after being denied by Gomez earlier in the game, the outstanding Alex Iwobi doubled the Gunners' lead on 38 minutes. Where's the opening for the Gunners? Coquelin looking for Alexis inside the penalty area. Alexis to square, and the finish! Brilliantly done by Alex Iwobi! On the score sheet yet again, the second goal coming eight minutes before the break. Arsenal's domination paying off a well-worked goal to double the Gunners lead. The game was over as a contest four minutes into the second half. Hector Bellerin opening his account for the season. Arsenal coming forward is towards Iwobi. Nihon will clear and then the shot takes a deflection and goes in. Well, Hector Bellerin's going to claim this one. It may well have been off target, but who knows and who cares because Gomez was flat-footed, wrong-footed and the ball ricocheted in. Theo Walcott made a late cameo from the bench and got on the score sheet as well as the clock ticked into injury time. Here is Campbell still going. Looks to pull it back here. Real chance taken by Walcott. That's exactly what he had to do. He had to come on. And to be honest, Dan, he's not really influenced the game, but he's popped up in the right position. Arsene Wenger faced the press after the game and was full of praise for man of the match, Iwobi. Yeah, it's surprising how quickly... Uh, he integrated our game, but uh, that shows you as well. He works with us since the start of the season, you know, and he has grown and uh, gained uh, in confidence. And 
when you came in, straight away had an impact. Uh, and uh, that's beneficial from the fact that he knows everybody, but they trust him as well. And it's true, I agree with you, but uh, I didn't expect that level of efficiency and of impact uh, on the score sheet. The Frenchman also gave his assessment on his side's title challenge. I think we have to find the right mixture between belief and as well be uh, realistic, you know, focus on the next game, focus on the process of the way we want to play football and, uh, of course, add that little bit belief that uh, we can still challenge. After scoring a rare left-footed goal, Hector Bayerin talked us through that strike. I mean, I think the, the, the team played um, very good football. Um, Defending-wise, we were in the front foot. You know, we didn't even let him have many um, chances. The defenders were always first to the ball, so I think that was the, that was the key. And then with the ball, there was a lot of creativity and a lot of patience, which is really important. And you know, there was a very good football flow. The win kept the pressure on Leicester and Tottenham at the top of the table, with the latter dropping points at Anfield, of course. Two of the Gunners' scorers at the weekend were graduates of the Arsenal Academy, and we'll talk to the boss about that next. In September of this year, Arsene Wenger will celebrate 20 years in charge of Arsenal. One of the hallmarks of his time at the club has been the steady stream of youth players graduating to the first-team squad. He sat down with Arsenal media's Chris Harris to talk about the continued development of the Arsenal Academy. Arsene, so much of your work at the club has been around developing youngsters, helping them progress into the first team. We talk about Iwobi, Bellerin as well in the last couple of seasons. Do you still get that sense of excitement when that happens? It's fantastic. I, I think, uh, honestly, it's one of the basic values at our club and I'm uh, very proud of uh, defending that. It's always, you know, Alex Iwobi came here at the age of eight or nine years old. Uh, that means the club has a meaning for them. That means that uh, in the next uh, ten years, if he makes it, uh, you will have players who really carry the values of our club through the generations. And uh, that is for me something that is vital. Winning, of course, is vital as well. But uh, we want to combine both winning and uh, as well be proud of the values that we represent for, for our club. The League Cup is traditionally the place where these players are blooded, but there's a slight change in approach now. How do you see when a player is ready for the first team? Uh, by uh, measuring his efficiency in the game and the quality in, uh, in training on daily basis, you know, and uh, what's where you see, you compare every day a player who plays every week in the Premiership with a player you take in training and uh, you assess his individual performances compared to the players who have a, a regular uh, part in the Premier League. Once you see that uh, they can match that, you question yourself and uh, if uh, the player manages consistently to get you to wonder, or he might be ready now, at some stage you, you find the moment to put him in. We've seen Coquelin, Iwobi, Bellerin in the last couple of seasons. It begs the question, who's impressed you in training? Who could be next? Well, we have uh, many players. I think we have big quality. The guys who uh, are with me now are Chris Willock, who is uh, very impressive as well, uh, Geoffrey Adelaide who is with us every, on a daily basis. Uh, Rhys Nelson comes with us, you know, and uh, uh, we have a few players. I think we have a very 
behind the team is a, a core of six, seven players. I do not name them all now, but who are really a guarantee for the future of Arsenal Football Club. Youth Cup against Man City, they're in the semi-finals. How important is it to, the, to play these big games in big stadiums? It's good because uh, it's kind of preparing uh, to the pressure of the Premier League, you know. The game has a meaning. Can you turn up on the night? And uh, that's what is the most interesting. And on the other hand, uh, it is as well uh, interesting for us to be confronted with other top, top clubs in the uh, country who make big efforts uh, to build good youth teams and see how uh, far we are in front or how far uh, we are behind. And uh, I'm very excited to watch this game. The boss mentioned the FA Youth Cup semi-final second leg clash against Manchester City there. That's this Monday at 7.45pm at the Emirates. Tickets are still available, but if you can't get down to the game, you can also catch all the action on arsenal.com and on the Arsenal mobile app. And it's Adams put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or oh, Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, the three goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On the 9th of April 2004, Arsenal beat Liverpool 4-2 at Highbury, courtesy of a Thierry Henry hat-trick. With the game evenly balanced at two goals apiece after 50 minutes, Henry produced this piece of magic. Better for Henry. Running at Harman and away from him. And running at Carragher and away from him. Still, Thierry Henry! Fantastic goal! Absolutely brilliant from Henry! And Arsenal have their first lead of the game. A simply sensational solo effort from the top man. Thierry would go on to complete that hat-trick in the 78th minute with another fine goal. Here's Thierry, Ray Parler, Sol Campbell and the boss talking about how important that performance was. You've got to believe in yourself. Uh, you've got to be confident. You've got to believe in what you can do. If you're not believing in yourself that you can perform and go out there and show everybody that you're the real deal, so you, you might as well stay at home. I collapsed in the second half against Chelsea and I felt like I didn't deliver. I wasn't happy. As you know, I didn't play against United uh, in Birmingham. So I was even more upset. I was like, hey, but this game isn't going to, to go past me without me performing. The performance for Thierry was, was out of his world, really. I don't think the Liverpool defence knew, knew what hit him. Jamie Carragher and people like that. He was absolutely unplayable that day, Thierry. Thierry really just, you know, took the game with a scruff in his neck and uh, literally just just kind of white Liverpool out of the way. The special moments in our job belong to special players. They do what needs to be done in this kind of occasion. And it was certainly one of the big turning points of the season. I believe as a manager, you know, when you, you just uh, sit there and say, and think, thank you very much. Uh, you're a special player, you, you have done something exceptional. After a week that saw the Gunners go out of the Champions League and the FA Cup, this win was a springboard for the team that would then go on to win the Premier League and, of course, go down in history as the Invincibles. We'll have another history lesson next week, but next we'll hear Tom Watts' memories of that same famous day. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast.
Our Arsenal insider this week, I'm delighted to say, is the broadcaster and Arsenal mega fan Tom Watt, who joins us now on the Arsenal Weekly podcast. Tom, always a pleasure, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well indeed. Well, we've just been reliving Thierry Henry's incredible and so historic hat-trick against Liverpool in this week's history lesson on the show. Um, if we can just start maybe with your memories of that game and of, of those three brilliant goals. Yeah, well, in many ways, the, the kind of the really important thing about that game wasn't so much that game. It was the two things that happened before it, you know, losing the FA Cup semi-final when Paul Scholes kicked Jose Antonio Reyes all over Villa Park and, and they nicked it 1-0. Arsene played a, a slightly weakened team and maybe regretted it afterwards. And then in midweek, we played Chelsea in the Champions League and, you know, it was... Uh, it, the quarter-final first leg and to be honest I think the first half of that game Arsenal played probably the best football I've ever seen in my life um, and uh, somehow or other we ended up losing 2-1 so we suddenly had that feeling of another season falling apart so the Liverpool game was just massive obviously trying to you know we're in the business of keeping an unbeaten run going but more to the point we're in the you know, in the business of winning the league. And, you know, Liverpool led twice in that game. And I think if you talk to... Obviously, football's a team game, but I think if you talk to any of the people who were on the pitch that afternoon, and, and I've talked to one or two of them, they just went, it was all about Thierry. And, you know, his kind of will and his desire and obviously his ability. So, twice behind against Liverpool, Thierry... Not on his own, but you know what I mean? It was one of those absolutely mm. uh, incredible performances from an individual that, that saw us end up winning 4-2. And obviously, uh, he wasn't even a, a fully fit member of the team, was he? In that he was a fitness stat with a back problem heading into the game as well, which just makes it all the more remarkable, as you say, just that sheer willpower and also that incredible talent as well to, to come through and deliver. Yeah, well, I've, I've got absolutely no memory of Injury situations beforehand, I think, you know, uh, I really couldn't say that, but um, uh, certainly it was a, an incredible individual performance on the afternoon. We move forward, if we can then, Tom, to kind of, obviously, what, 12 years later. And of the current team, it's obviously been a, a tough run on the whole, hasn't it? Yes, we've seen one or two results, fortunately, pick up in, in the last week or so. But um, how would you assess where, where Arsenal are now as they try and end this campaign on, on as positive a note as possible? I would say they're, um, they're absolutely not where we hoped they would be. Um, I have to say, I went up to Old Trafford and that afternoon was right up there when it comes to kind of disappointment and frustration. You know, Manchester United there for the taking and, you know, you try and kind of spin back to that game and, you know, you're talking about a Premier League title being on the line that afternoon and we um, we just didn't in every respect we just weren't up to the job and uh, you know since then it's all been a bit kind of uh, a little bit more of the same the team was exceptional at Goodison Park the other day um, but they were exceptional when it's already too late when it comes to to win in the league, so it was uh, it was disappointing. Yeah, it was, it's it's been a really really disappointing and frustrating few weeks. Which, of course, at the same time, has seen all these kind of arguments 
within the body of Arsenal support um, fan by the media kind of come set the stage again, really, which we could probably do without until the summer. Obviously, quite a few of the struggles and issues within the team and, and the squad playing-wise have been documented fairly clearly, Tom. But if you were to pick out a couple and, and perhaps what needs to be done, what would you say? Uh, that's a really, really good question. Um, I, to be honest, I think ways need to be found physically, mentally um, and perhaps tactically to make sure that we have more afternoons like we had Saturday lunchtime, really, that, that performances at that, at that level from minute one happen on a more regular basis. In fact, happen more often than not. Um, because if we'd been playing for the last month or two, the way we played on Saturday, then, you know... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. We'd be having a very different conversation now. Um, you know, you, you look at the two teams ahead of us, we've beaten Leicester twice, we haven't lost to Spurs. So, uh, you know, what has to be done exactly is probably a little... I would have thought that rather than one thing needing to be done, there's a lot of little things need to be done, both individually and collectively. And that's almost harder, isn't it, Tom? Because obviously if you look at a certain team and go, this is an issue or that's an issue, you can focus and target that one area and, and move on and improve. But as you say, if there's small areas across lots of different little facets, tougher to fix in one way. Uh, well, I don't know. I hope it's not tougher to fix. <laughs> I mean, there is, um, there is one catch-all, uh, which is that you just have to work harder. And... Uh, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And we have been short on luck, amongst other things, over the course of the last few weeks. 
the game at Old Trafford was something different. Um, and we certainly didn't work as hard on the afternoon as Manchester United did, which is ridiculous, really, given what was at stake. You know, there have been quite a few games since the Watford game, the um, Swansea game, where, um, you know, we haven't had much luck. The only way I know how to turn luck around is to work harder. Uh, so maybe if there's one thing, then that covers it. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense to me. And, and Tom, just finally, while you're with us, just tell us a little bit about some of the projects you're currently involved in and, and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, well, uh, just finished off, uh, just finished shooting um, a new film for BT Sports um, about, good film actually, about, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about, because there was a, a, a film out about Nottingham Forest and what they achieved under Clough, you know, getting promoted then winning the league and mm. more to the point winning... Um, two European Cups in three years and actually when you start looking around Europe there are stories like that all over the continent really where clubs have had these incredible moments of success in European competition and this really is a film going to those clubs so I'm talking about clubs like Aberdeen, IFK Gothenburg, Ferenc Varos, Parma um, you know clubs like that, Stau Bucharest and you just kind of ask them, well, how did those amazing moments happen? And what was it like to be there when they happened? And, and what's happened since? And uh, they are, they're fantastic stories. One of the clubs actually is uh, Stade de Reims in France, who were in two of the first three uh, European Cup finals, lost on both occasions to Real Madrid. And I've got to say, we, we did an interview with, with Arsene about that. It was just fantastic. I mean, people want to know you know, where Arsene's philosophy came from. And he absolutely nailed it in that interview. It was all about, you know, they were the original kind of purveyors of champagne football. Um, and uh, it, it, it's funny, the, the guys who played for that team, people like Jules Fontaine and Ramon Copper, they always described themselves as the Arsenal of their day. And I suspect that Arsene would probably describe Arsenal as the stab the rounds of, of our day. Fascinating that, isn't it? Because obviously we, we just think, don't we, Tom, about how when Arsene Wenger came in and swept all before him with his, as you say, such forward thinking and, and creative philosophies that were so successful, particularly in those early years, there's always a backdrop and a background to how some of this is crafted. And to me, that's fascinating no, I, that that's where a lot of it must have come from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we all remember, don't we, the teams that, you know, for me, it was the team that, the Arsenal team that won the... Uh, the one the Fairs Cup in 70 and the, the double in 70-71, where, you know, those teams when you're kind of a teenager, they just, those are your heroes. Those teams inspire you in a way that you'll never really experience again. And and that Stade de Reims team were the team that inspired Arsene when he was a teenager. They were the, you know, they were the, the toast of France. They had to go and, big European games, they had to go and play them in Paris because there were just too many people to fit in the ground. Um, that they they represented the, the kind of 58 France team that I think finished third or fourth in the in the World Cup in Sweden was basically the Stade de Reims team. You know they were they were absolute giants and and that was the club that was that was carrying all before it in French football when Arsene was growing up. So no wonder it stuck with him. Uh, it, when we did the interview, you know before I could even get a mic on him, he was reciting the names. Of the, of the team that, that played in that first ever European Cup final against Real Madrid. 
you know, those are names, those are players that kind of burn into the memory. Just in exactly the same way I could recite off completely off the top of my head the the, the team of the late sixties and early seventies. Go on then. The Arsenal team. Let's test you. Come on. <laughs> Give us that eleven. Well, if you want the which one do you want? Do you want the team that won the uh, the first cup or the or the double tap? I mean, it's talking Wilson, Rice, McClintock, Simpson, McNabb, Story. Um, then it kind of varied a little bit in midfield, but either George Graham or John Samuels or Charlie George, and then you had George Armstrong and you had Radford and Kennedy. You've more, more than passed that test and no surprise whatsoever. It's great to have broadcaster and Arsenal mega fan Tom Watt back onto the Arsenal Weekly podcast. Tom, long overdue and your insight, your thoughts and all of that background, particularly at the end there, fascinating and really good to have you on the show, pal. Good pleasure, anytime. Up the Arsenal. Adrian Clark will be in the host chair for the match day show this Saturday lunchtime as Arsenal travel to Upton Park. Clarky, how are you, my friend? Yeah, all good. Yeah, Arsenal playing well, so life is good. Um, let's just take a little look, shall we, at that as we ease into the preview of the game against the Hammers. Fresh blood for me, players who've played a good few games of late who weren't necessarily involved particularly in an integral way earlier in the season. And it's just given the team a little bit more momentum, just something fresh to, to come into the season running. It's made a big difference. It really has. Uh, we did a breakdown on it um, last week or the week before, looking at um, El Nini, Welbeck and young Alex Iwobi's influence. It's like those three players weren't expected to, to do a great deal, let's be honest, in the second half of the season. Yet they've proved pivotal players and they're all in form, all contributing. In. and it's exciting it has perked the Gunners up at a key stage of the campaign they need to keep on winning and I think these guys and the fact that they've added competition for places have just raised standards and it's brilliant and Adrian with Iwobi particularly somebody who's so young and he's taken his opportunity so passionately He's just flying at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. It's hard to believe he's only 19 years old. He's got a mature head on young shoulders and he's playing as if he has been an Arsenal first teamer his whole life. And he's not, he's still a teenager. He should be buzzing, super excited. Everything must be swimming around inside his head. Yet in his play, you would never know it. He is just coolness personified. And, and I just love the decisions that he makes on the ball. He's sensible. He doesn't try and overdo it. He, he, he plays simple passes when it's right to. And when the opportunity is there for him to do something individual, whether it's to create a chance or to have a shot on goal, he's just not afraid to, to have a pop or to, or to lay that pass on. And he's doing it with real quality. He looks a great find. He's obviously been developed by the right people inside the Arsenal Academy. And I think those coaches that have helped him along the way will be feeling immense pride at the moment because it's their work allied with his talent that's helping the Gunners at the minute. And you mentioned El Nenny, obviously, and Welbeck, one coming into the squad from abroad and one coming back from long-term injury. Great additions as well. And as we build up to the West Ham game, Adrian, um, hopefully we might see Peter Cech back for this one as well. I would imagine so, yeah. It was one of those where you thought he might play against Watford. He was on the bench. I I'm guessing that he wasn't quite ready. It's harsh on David Ospina because he's done nothing wrong. I think he's been excellent, if truth be told. Another good save from Troy Deeney in that match against Watford. But 
he's the undisputed number one, Petr Cech, so he has to play. And in a tough game like this, where the likes of Andy Carroll might feature later on in the game as an impact sub, and, and West Ham have obviously got a lot of firepower this season, you need your best keeper in between the sticks, and Petr Cech is that, hands down. So you talk about West Ham and firepower, mm. not an out-and-out forward, but kind of an advanced and very tricky and such a talented midfield player. Everyone's talking about mm. Dimitri Payet. He yeah. his way into Hargo's Harriers, my fancy team, the other <laughs> week. And I'm glad I stuck him in because he's, he's still scoring. He's kept up that really good glut of form. And sometimes you see flashes in the pan in the Premier League, mm. don't you? You have a good three or four weeks or maybe a month or two and then yeah. fade. But he has kept this up and up and up. Yeah, he's kept his standards throughout the campaign. He had that injury layoff. And I think... Didn't, wouldn't say it helped him, but it gave him a breather. And yeah. because the Premier League, we know how demanding it is. He had that period out, has come back flying again. Actually, he's come back in better shape, and um, he's contributing every single week. The free kicks we know about. The one last weekend oh, was just glorious. Just deadly. Again. I mean, you cannot afford to give free kicks away against West Ham United at the moment because he's scoring every single match. So that's something Arsenal will be extremely aware of. But it's not just that. It's, it's his confidence on the ball in tight matches. He makes the difference. He, it's a little turn here, a little slip pass there, and inside the box, he, he's finishing with a plomb. So, Dimitri Payet, one of the Footballer of the Year candidates for sure, and the obvious man to watch in this game. Where else would you assess West Ham's strengths? Because this has been a yeah. super season. I think the managerial side of it has got to be one for me, but a yeah. team that have kicked on so much. I mean, I used to watch them a fair bit the last couple of seasons under Big Sam, and there was the odd positive moment, but the crowd generally weren't happy, and, and things never really went in the direction I think that they wanted. Yeah. That's all very different, and of course, with the Olympic Stadium mm, coming up. It's exciting well. times at West Ham. You touched on the other main strength there is Slaven Bilic, no doubt about that. I think in any other season where Ranieri and Pochettino were, weren't doing so brilliantly, he would be a manager as the year candidate. I think tactically he is very astute. We saw that painfully here on the opening day of the season when West Ham beat Arsenal and they've repeated it over and over again against the big teams. He gets his tactics spot on. So that, I think, is maybe the biggest threat to Arsenal in this match. How is he going to play it? He's very, very flexible tactically. He's mixed things up with three at the back, four at the back, various systems and formations and shapes. You, you can't second guess Slaven Bilic and he's also the kind of manager that will change things up mid way through a game so he is probably the biggest threat I like Lanzini he's, he's an underrated player very skillful and I like the midfield it's a really good midfield unit with Mark Noble especially at the hub of it so yeah West Ham have got quality throughout their side this season we haven't been able to say that in previous years uh, every team has yeah. a weakness yeah. I think we can possibly not Leicester but no everyone <laughs> has a weakness um, where are a couple of areas do you think that Arsenal could hurt West Ham I wonder whether central defence is not their strongest area for me it, for example it's not immediately obvious they haven't been weak I would say in any area in this match Coyote unless he's appear unless they appeal and it's overturned he will be missing and I think that's a, like, a big miss for them Noble and Coyote have been excellent in midfield and Coyote has been a, a terrific auxiliary centre half as well so his absence is a weakness that we can exploit they haven't got a regular right back at the moment they've got Mikel Antonio who's doing a job there fabulous going forward defensively I think he is a winger 
and, and that is an area I think Arsenal should target, whether it's Danny Welbeck peeling left, as he likes to do, or potentially Alex Iwobi, a man in form that we've just been talking about. He could cause damage to Antonio. Could run Alexis down that channel a bit as well. Maybe, although I'm liking Alexis on the yeah. right-hand side yeah. at the moment. And, yeah, centre-half. I like Winston Reid. I like Angelo Ogbonna. But... I think Ogbonna is, the, is maybe the weak spot there. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that the problem. I think that there are a couple of areas where Arsenal can look to hurt them. So, a key battle then, Adrian. We've talked about it already, yeah, but yeah. What, what do you think? Well, I've, I've had to think about this, and I think it has to be Mark Noble and Mohamed Elneny. Because Mohamed Elneny is on fire at the moment. He's, he, he's getting onto the ball so, so often. He's dictating play for Arsenal. And Noble does, does the same job for West Ham United. And he is having a fabulous season. He should be called up by England. I think it's outrageous that he's still not been capped. The Republic <laughs> sniffed around him at one point because yeah. of some potential Irish routes yeah, as well, didn't they? But, well, they yeah, did, yeah. yeah. But I think he's, he's English-born and bred. He's East London. He's a proper hammer through and through. I like him. I've met him a few times. And he's a good player. And he makes West Ham tick. I looked into it earlier in the season, did a piece on West Ham. And he gives the ball to Payet more than anybody else. He gives the ball to Criswell more than anybody else. And those three are the three most creative players in West Ham's side. So stop Noble, you maybe stop West Ham. So Oneni has a big job to do. In a sentence to conclude, Adrian Clark, how do you beat West Ham? Oh, how do you beat West Ham? You beat West Ham by maintaining the standards you've set in the last two games. Arsenal were brilliant against Everton and just as good against Watford. Same again, please. You can join Adrian alongside Nigel Winterburn from 12.15pm UK time this Saturday for all the pre-match build-up and then, of course, uninterrupted audio commentary at 12.45. That's on arsenal.com and on the Arsenal mobile app. Adrian, thank you. No worries at all. That's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Arsene Wenger, Tom Watt, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and you'll then never miss a new show. We're back on Monday, the 11th of April. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast on iTunes or listen to a new show every Monday on arsenal.com and SoundCloud. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.